You are listening to the Toxic Mold Podcast with my husband, Steve Worsley, the toxic mold expert and your number one source for mold consulting and mitigation in the USA. Here is episode 67, Fans, Air Movers, and Air Purifiers. Before we get started on this episode, a short or not so short disclaimer. While all attempts have been made to verify the content provided in this podcast, Neither the podcaster or the producers assume any responsibility for errors, omissions, or alternative interpretations of the issues discussed herein. All information stated in this podcast is the opinion of Steve Worsley. Steve Worsley is a mold specialist with over 20 years of experience in the construction and mold industry. The Toxic Mold Podcast is for information sharing purposes only. The views expressed are those of the podcaster and his alone. These views should not be taken as expert instruction or commands. While there may be references to medical conditions and symptoms, all solo podcast episodes are the opinion of Steve Worsley, and any medical questions or concerns shall be addressed with the appropriate licensed medical professional or professionals. As the podcaster refers to different mold types, please be aware that Steve Worsley is not a microbiologist and questions concerning mold specifics should be answered by the appropriate professional. The listener is 100% responsible for his or her own actions. You can check out Steve's books on Amazon about mold and dealing with mold in your home at amazon.com forward slash author forward slash Steve Worsley. And if you're interested in scheduling a mold consultation over the phone consultation with Steve, you can be sure to find out more about those and his availability at cnccontractorservices.com. Now, let's get to the episode. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Toxic Mold Podcast. Steve, we are talking about fans, air movers, and air purifiers. What exactly is an air mover? Uh, So when I talk about air movers, that's just something that usually the mop-up companies use to to air out the the, uh, the area to keep the humidity down. They're usually those type that you see with the real thin bottom on it and that's where the air blows out we use them we don't use that style but we use them uh, to obviously push air to our air scrubbers or dry paint or or things like that so for the most part an air mover we talked about tools you could have you can buy just a small air mover that would do the trick for like seventy dollars from home depot okay and do you do you recommend that people have air movers Yes, yes. Like we talked about, the air mover is a lot better than just your normal fan because if you have a flood in your basement or anything like that, it's a quicker way or even underneath your carpet, it's a quicker way to get the uh, the carpet and pad dried out because once again, 48 hours is all it takes for mold to start growing. So having that air mover is never a bad idea. All right. Now, what? so what does an air mover do, or what does a fan do that an air mover doesn't do, or vice versa? They're the same. Okay. It's just, when we say fan, you know, we think about a fan that you put in the corner of the room that oscillates and, um, and just, you know, to move the air around. So when we say air movers, we're talking more commercial, industrial okay. uh, style. You know, something that, obviously, you know, this we don't... We don't use box fans or, or a, a fan like you use in the corner of your room because they're just not high high powered like uh, like an air mover. So really, it's 
not sure if I answered your question, but a fan is something more homeowners just use to stay cool or move air around, whereas an air mover is something professionals use. And you would recommend that people have an air mover so it right. does a better job than a, just a box fan would do. Yeah, we, uh, like I said, we use them for different reasons, but you can buy just a small one. I don't even know what the CFMs are on it, but uh, I'll bet you could buy one at Home Depot for less than $60, $70. There, and it's, it'll be small. It, you don't need the big. They're either blue or orange. They're all different colors. But the big movers, like I was talking about, where it has... It has that bottom where only the air blows out the bottom. That's usually what uh, our competitors use to dry out carpets and whatnot. But yeah, make sure you have an air mover. Just something that is not your typical fan. And if you have a moisture intrusion event, if all you have is a box fan, then use that. But just remember, I'm telling you to use that to dry up the property or the area. Don't use it if you've got a mold issue. What happens if they use it if they do have a mold issue? So I just, it's kind of interesting. I just talked to someone this morning that they have a mold concern and they said that they were running fans and spraying it. The thing we always hear, we spray it with kills and it kills it. Uh, the concern you have, because mold spores are obviously airborne, you start blowing those spores around. If you don't have the proper containment like we do as professionals, you're just blowing mold everywhere. So. Oof. Okay. Well, that's not a good idea. So... Now, what, I have heard the term air purifier, but what the heck does that mean? What is an air purifier? Isn't the air already pure, as pure as it's going to be? Well, no. I mean, especially with this COVID stuff, everybody's going to HEPA filters. That's kind of the new term you hear. And uh, our listeners know, if they've listened long enough, I refer to HEPA filters all the time. And HEPA is an acronym for... High efficiency particulate air, so it's just kind of a a fat or a filter on steroids. But anyhow, an air purifier. There's all different kinds, and once again, I deal with people a lot that just think they can fix their own mold problem. And I mentioned that we use air scrubbers, and so they think, well, an air scrubber, air purifier, same thing. Um, Totally different, but an air purifier, and a lot, a lot of people have it, you know, um, if they're asthmatic, maybe uh, maybe in a home in an area that's humid and they don't have uh, an HVAC system, they use an air purifier to try to keep the humidity down and clean the air. So, you know, for the most part, like if you live in a dusty area where there's coal mines, stuff like that, or next to a rock quarry, you'd run an air purifier just to to clean the air out a little better. Kind of like, you know, the difference between using tap water and then using, I don't even know the name brand stuff, but you see the commercials all the time. It's That's kind of the difference. So, um, an air purifiers, you know, it's not a bad thing, but once again, if you have a mold concern, an air purifier is not going to fix what's going on. So, I guess my question is, what is it purifying? The air. It's filtering the air. So... And there's all different ones. There's some, you know, I know name brand like Dyson's one of them where, oh, okay. where it's a, a filterless purifier. So it comes through. Um, sometimes it's a, um, it's a, uh, electrostatic. I can't remember the proper term. We've talked about it before, but, uh, 
Anyhow, some have fil- like paper filters on it, so it's, it's just making the air cleaner. It's taking the dust out, the pollen out. Oh, okay. It's doing the same thing as your filter on your return, return air duct for your HVAC system. Oh, okay. So it's just, you know, it's like a filter looking at an air conditioner. It's just like the filter on that air conditioner. It's just filtering the air to make it a little bit cleaner. And most people use that if they have asthma, um, you know, COPD or anything like that. But a lot of people, I, once again, I have people that say, oh, well, I went and bought this off of Amazon. And they think because they paid $300 for this air purifier that it, it's going to fix their mold concern. And it's similar to our air scrubbers, and it's not. You've seen our air scrubbers. Yeah, they're, they're heavy duty. Big, bulky things. They have three filters on it. You have the first filter is just a debris filter for the most part. It's a, I don't know if you, have you seen the filters? Mm-hmm. Maybe one of these days I should show them to you. But anyhow, the first filter is a debris filter. So it's like that blue stuff that people use on swamp coolers. So that gets the big debris, like sheetrock dust. Um, then after that, you have your normal um, paper filter like you see on your furnace. So it's about a half inch wide. So it's a little bit wider. Um, than the first filter. And then our last filter we have on it is the HEPA filter. And that HEPA filter is about two inches wide. And that HEPA filter is obviously the last stage. And just that filter alone is about $140 to replace. So, the and, and, and then they're high, and I should know this, they're very high CFM. You know that when it's on, it's blowing a lot of air. Um that's totally different than some little air purifier that's sitting in the corner of your room. So, but once again, when we're doing all that, we have a containment put up. So we're, we're keeping everything contained and everything we're doing is in, you know, a controlled environment. If you have a, a mold concern in here and you just put an air purifier over there, you're not really doing any good. You've got to take care of what's causing everything. Well, and I think that's the key thing that, that you point out that I don't think people, maybe people don't fully understand Unless you actually mitigate the mold concern itself, it doesn't matter if you have an air purifier because that mold issue is still there, right? And could be growing, right? I mean, I have, I had a client uh, recently that just reached out and had an issue in a bathroom and thought that more or less they could just replace the toilet and. Um, you know, try to treat the mold from down below, didn't want to have to pull up the tile and everything. Uh, talked about having a um, an air purifier. I'm not sure what it, he called it, but more or less it, it had a dehumidifier. Um, and, and that's the difference too. He, he actually was uh, talking more of a dehumidifier. But anyhow, at the end of the day, you have to figure out what's elevating the humidity. So, if you're going to just throw a dehumidifier in the room to take care of the humidity and never address the issue, you probably have a lot of mold growing up in the attic or behind the walls because something's causing that. And so go back to what you said. That's, you know, a lot of times the problems we run into is mitigation's not cheap. And I, I tell people all the time, you're not going to like our price. And the reason why is, is we're going to come in and do it right. You know, there's companies that just go in and spray stuff and, you know, think that it's good. So, you know, to to do it right, we have to take stuff apart. We have to do flood cuts. We have to figure out what's actually causing it. Because if you don't, you're just going to pay us again next year or a couple of years from now. So, so yeah, you've got to address what's causing the problem. 
Otherwise, it's never going to go away. Absolutely. And it kind of goes back to uh, what you talked about some episodes ago with ventilation. I mean, it's not just the air purifier. It's looking at the whole house as a system, looking at ventilation, the mold concern, the dra- draining and great grading and drainage, right? Mm-hmm. Like looking at the whole system. Right. Because if you miss one piece, isn't that just going to lead to a mold problem later right. possibly? Right. And it's, it's in our contracts, and I say this all the time, we will not mitigate mold if we don't figure out what's causing it. So, you know, we hear all the time, well, you know, it was just, there was a, a bad rainstorm or snowstorm and it was blowing, coming in sideways and it got up into the attic. Well, that's okay. You could look at that as a, you know, an odd event that's not probably going to happen all the time. But on the other hand, how did that moisture get into your attic? Like the closure strips are missing on the metal roof. Shingles are missed. Something, something allowed that to happen. So to just look at it and think, well, it was just a one-time event and not worry about it and then mitigate it. You're, you're really just, you know, you're going to spend a lot of money health wise. And then also for, you know, mitigation, because we're, we're going to be there again. If, if you don't address what's causing it. And we do our best with mitigation. Like I said, we won't do it unless you fix what's causing it. But, you know, when we're done with mitigation, we spray kills. And once again, that's part of a process. So people that think, oh, I just, you know, I heard on his podcast, you spray it with kills. That's just, that's like one of the last steps of the process. We've done so many other things prior to that. You know, sanding it down, do, doing all the stuff we do. And I can't. You've heard me say this. I can't tell people how to do mold mitigation. Correct. That's a huge liability for me. But I want to be clear that, you know, when we say I spray kills on it when we're done, that's not the only step we take. And the reason I bring that up is, is my clients are like, oh, so that's all you do is spray kills on it. And kills, by the way, for those of you that don't know, it's just a primer. Yeah. You obviously know that. Um but the reason that we are spraying that, we have gone through all the other steps of the process. We have removed all the mold. The kills is there as a preventative measure down the road. So if this window leaks and we had done a flood cut mitigation here, everything that could get wet in the future, we have painted with kills. And so the water, for the most part, is just going to run down, if that makes sense. And mold cannot grow on, on kills because it's not cellulose. So... So, yes, make sure if you're going to – it's like everything else in life. You have to address what's causing the problem. If not, you're just going to keep dealing with it. Which is why I think your mold consultations become super important because sometimes if you don't know what problems to address, then you're not going to address them because you don't even know. And the consultations via phone are really good for people who know they have some issue going on, but they don't know where to start with addressing it. Right, right. And a lot of them – and once again, don't think – because you book a consultation that I'm going to tell you how to mitigate mold. I want to be clear with people about that. That's, I can't do that. I always have to recommend a professional. But yeah, if you book a consult, like we have the questionnaire. We ask you a lot of questions. Once we get on the phone, we're going to go through like what you thought was maybe, oh, it was just a bad rainstorm last year. I can walk you through the steps as to what to look for in the attic, what to look for on the outside, and then go, oh, yeah, maybe we have a lot bigger problem on our hands. So, so yeah, that's why the consultations are good. And, you know, we have courses. We have, we have a, a free course. Um, 
that's on, I can't remember all the platforms for sure, because I keep adding them to different ones. But for sure, like, I know it's on Udemy, TabletWise, and Simplib. Um, but uh, you could go. It's a free course. It, you know, it's about, I can't remember, 30, 40 minutes. Okay. And you can take the course for free. It walks you through the steps to see if bolts make any sick. Well, and when you go to Udemy, be sure to follow Steve because he's going to be producing more co- courses on that platform. And so if you follow him on that platform, you'll get updates every time a new course comes out. Oh, see, I didn't even know you could do that. Yeah. So, so yeah. be sure to follow him on Udemy because that's that will be a great place to learn more, even more than what you're getting on this podcast. Right. And make sure you, it's like we talk about with Facebook, like leave reviews or, you know, try to try to interact a little bit because a lot of people just, and I think naturally I do it with Amazon. I never, I never, you get the email that wants you to do the review and I never do it. I try to sometimes, but it really helps if you do a review that, so other people obviously understand, you know, how you felt about the course. And just remember, I, I buy things on Amazon based on reviews. So every review you leave for us helps other people find this work and, and help the safety of their home. Yep. All right, everybody. We'll catch you on the next episode of the Toxic Mold Podcast. Prevent toxic mold exposure before it gets in your home. Download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist. Again, download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist.